It was quite entertaining. Oh, oh Ben's uh, calling me. Hold on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hello? Hello? No. I can still see you, but uh, you can't see or hear us. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm tethered on my laptop, and I think the connection just sucks ass. I apologize. It's fine. We'll just proceed with uh, just Eddie and I. I'm right. sorry. It's fine. We love you. Okay. Love you. Sorry. I'll yeah. talk for him. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. This is the talking shit show. All right. What do we hate about Ben? The Ben's? <laughs> uh, how about the whole, like, uh, he, he makes up all these great, you know, all right, it's going to be 9 o'clock p.m. Tuesday. Don't be fucking late. <laughs> You know, he gets all amped up and then he just disappears like this. Yeah. Junk ass connection. Seriously. Yeah, he gives us shit for connections that No, uh, he gave me shit. My my connection was ass though. It so was. I, Dude, I, it's so much better. Like yeah. I can see like the wrinkles in your eyes no. and stuff. Okay. Don't play me like that, man. Black don't crack. Yeah. Just remember I that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Formula Drift? You know, I watched a little bit of it. I watched the highlights. I, I got to be honest with you. It's it's one of those things that I don't find interesting to watch because I don't know what the fuck's going on other than two cars. Because, like, my thing is it's, like, it's based off of the judges, what they think. Yeah. And, like, to me, that already just, like, doesn't It's dumb. It, yeah. It, there's It's, like, yeah. if he's having a bad day or, like, you stepped on the judge's foot on the way to the podium, next race he's going to fucking ding you because of that right and a lot of these judges have connections with most of the drivers so you know to think that they're not biased in some sort of way is bullshit like i think the fans should decide i think that would be more interesting like they did like a live polling yeah or i mean there's ways to uh you know mathematically score like proximity and all that other bullshit the only thing that you can't score as like style because that's just opinion. Well, that's based. the X factor. They do the X factor. They do right. speed and angle and, you know, how close they get to it. That would be interesting. But like the fact that it's like, oh, he hasn't been on the podium in a while. Let's choose him. <laughs> you know? It's funny because most of the same people win the entire, you know, over and over again. Yeah. And uh, you can always see it in the comments of YouTube or Twitch or wherever, uh, how everyone else is feeling about particular runs and uh if it, people it, are getting it's a yeah. very hard sport to follow and understand yeah because it's really just a bunch of chaos right right it's controlled uh in quotes chaos but i i will say i do love drifting as a as a sport i think it's really cool to watch i mean when they're at grid life i think it's fucking bananas yeah you know uh but as, as like a, like a professional sport motorsport it's very hard to um understand from my point of view because i'm all right. numbers right we're all numbers right. we base it off a of time or a position right it's a so. spectacle and i think a lot of people like to see it because it's weird you know you have cars going sideways but they're controlled um and they're able to put their vehicle in specific spots uh but i would say it's probably one of the lowest tier professional motorsports that you can do uh not Based on skill, but just like sponsorships, mm, I'm sure much lower. Uh, right, it's just like you know, it's more attainable. I would say to be a 
a professional drifter rather than other professions in motorsports. I don't know, I, yeah, I mean, like, when I hear professional drifter, I think of, like, a professional right. person, you know, who, <laughs> who, like, you know, does it on the weekends. Right. Because I think that's how a lot of these guys started up anyways, right? Right, mm. right. Yeah, I mean, they always start small, and, and most of them still do grassroots stuff, but uh, to be a professional drifter, I feel like, isn't as challenging or as hard to accessibly do as like professional road race person you know what you're usually paying out the ass to do that yeah i was gonna say that's a buy-in though right unless you have a big sponsored team you know backing you um but you want to tell you something that's really fun to do what ask elderly people what they think of professional drifting elderly people now now the reason being because a drifter from their generation is like someone who is just like drifting through like their life or like they don't have anywhere to actually live they're homeless a drifter Mm -hmm. so they're always just like how can you become a professional drifter (laughs) aren't you already a professional drifter when you start it's quite funny quite entertaining i've done it to my grandparents on numerous occasions and they still don't understand they're just have they watched it before I've tried showing to them. They think it, the person's going to crash. Yeah. Well, Which, they that's probably what it will. Looks like. <laughs> I know. To be honest, they probably will crash. I uh, know. The cars are wild, though. The one thing I will say is they that are. they have the car rule set pretty down where it's like most things go. Like you can make some crazy cars. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the the level of effort they put into uh, suspension and geometry and all that other bullshit is out of this world, uh, you know, to go sideways. But, I mean, that's what they like to do. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so, a couple weeks for Watkins Glen. A um, couple weeks, yeah. A yeah, couple weeks. Um, do you think they'll make any changes from last, you know, first round at, or the first going for Time Attack? Uh... Other than maybe the fit situation, I think everything else will stay how it is. Dude, yeah. I think it went pretty well. I mean, I think, yeah, add the um, the whiteboard with the number yeah. of the car. Yep. I think or, or yeah, the number of the car. That'll yep. solve all the issues. Yep. Um, you know, Watkins Glen, though, is a big freaking track. Like, huge. Yeah. I was looking at the... Um, the map layout for that course. And I'm like, I hope I don't get fucking lost. Cause like, no, no, it's just lost, but it's an, it's a semi, it's a relatively easy track to learn. Um, I mean, mastering, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to have a great time. I mean that you, yeah. What else is there we'll see. Say? I will I'm say though, you know, if my arm is sore, we're going to swap cars. Cause you have an automatic. <laughs> That's fine with me. I want to get back in a front wheel drive car. That's fine. Perfectly fine with me. So, um, but uh, no, dude, I'm excited. I'm starting to get the car already and try to do some physical therapy on my arm to get that working again. What's left for prep? For prep, uh, the oil cooler has to go back on since the last time I was at Watkins Glen, it decided to eject itself. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was really fun, I gotta tell you. Um, get the staggered setup squared away. Yep. And get an alignment and 
You ready yeah. to go? She's good to go. I was thinking about adding another radiator, but I think I'll wait until. How many after. radiators do you fucking have? Two. And you're about to add a third one? Yeah, another little for one. For cooling? Yeah. So, what do the race cars do? Like the, the Type R race cars that you can just buy? They from- have. Well, first thing, they don't have an air condenser, air conditioning condenser. So, okay. They, that, like, getting rid of that solves a lot of the cooling issues mm-hmm. you know because now you don't have that condenser in front of the radiator it just gets cool air no matter what so how easy is that for you to remove and then put back oh i could i could remove it but i like air conditioning i just think of like whenever i'm like oh maybe i should remove the condenser i think njmp i'm like nope not doing well that. i'm just saying like if you were to do it and then just put it back at the end of the season would that be relatively easy <sighs> dude once you fuck around with air conditioning stuff it never goes back the same Mm. it's a very okay. you know it's i don't know i've always had bad luck with seals and shit you know right and then you gotta dye the thing to see where it's leaking the freon and all that stuff so it's more of a headache than mm. it's worth it um but and they also have a a different style radiator um mm. and, and cooling package they have it like mounted at an angle like a v like a v mount yeah oh. so yeah, I mean that that solves a lot of the issues. So, hmm. so you're saying if you have a cool suit, that'll fix all your issues. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. If I drove a cool suit, that would that would solve. That's it. it. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. I mean, the Type R LE came without air conditioning, so I could just buy the belt for that. Oh, yeah. So it's not like. And that would save a little weight too, right? It's not unheard of. Yeah, and some parasitic gloss. I'm not doing it now though. It's too fucking late for that. That ship. It's never too late. Nah, you can go ahead and do it. <laughs> it's fine the way it is, honestly. Um, so how many laps can you do at Watkins Glen uh, on like a 60 or 70 degree day? I mean, I can do the full like session. Like hot laps. I can do the full session. Okay. I've never no had cool issues. Uh, I mean, I'd probably have to do... I mean, I can run the car the whole time. Right. It's more what happens is, is it just pulls a ton of power. Mm. You know, you'll get three or four laps in and she's just pulling on power. Right. So that sort of sucks. Yeah. That, that's the main issue I'm fighting is just power being pulled. Mm. Which is good. But um, if the engine ran a little cooler, I'd be happier. So I don't like seeing it get over like 220. Mm. Okay. So, Do you run like water wetter? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I run right. just, you know, I run water. I mean, oh. you know, so with a hint okay. of coolant. Mm, yeah. No, I get it. You know, but, streetcar stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But it probably, I would say the secondary radiator that I added last year was in just monumental difference. Oh, really? Huge difference, dude. It went from maybe two laps to like if it's under 80 degrees i can go most of the time without having an issue okay okay so okay. that's fucking awesome yeah well yeah we'll see i mean i'm i'm hyped um you said the times are somewhat comparable to the like vir and stuff like that i'd have to look i mean i i i think so but i mean i've never been to vir yeah also this track is a lot it has a you know like the first up the s's i mean it, it's like power you want power through most yeah. of that track um it's really good on power cars so 
Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm hype. I just got my new calipers. Uh, oh, they're red. They're red. They're red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, red instead of uh, silver. So, um, so that came with everything I needed. So swap that in. New front lines. Uh, new rear uh, brake discs, and then new rear pads. And Do you have any photos of the burnt up? No, not yet. I, got, I can't I... wait to see photos, dude. Bro, it is literally black. <laughs> I, so I have a friend who has an F80 M3. My friend mm-hmm. Mike um, Hassler. He's got this yeah. F80 M3 manual. Pretty cool. Yep. Um, But it's got like fucking big turbos on it. Mm-hmm. And he went to Watkins Glen. This was a few years ago. We were at the Glen and his brakes cooked. You know how those brakes were blue originally? Yep. They turned to like a greenish color, like a jade color, and then they Uh went full black. Yeah. (laughs) Just like straight, like, you know, it was crazy. Was Uh, it smoking? Oh, dude, smoke. Like, yeah. Fucking got so hot. So I actually figured out why one side turned black and it was like smoking when I pulled in. Uh, So on the lower control arm, I have like brake deflectors, OEM. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like brake cooling whatever uh on the driver's side uh i guess that fell off i don't know when that fell off but it fell off um so there was no extra or aided cooling uh coming in to that side so that side got really really hot whereas the other side uh i mean it changed the caliper cover or uh, caliper col- color more bronze <laughs> um but it was already bronze anyway yeah (laughs) so yeah and that one didn't smoke or do anything weird because it had its brake deflector so i think that's uh mainly was my issue uh on that side so but whatever i ordered another one uh luckily they're pretty cheap which is surprising get any bigger ones like from uh uh so maybe like i don't know i'm just thinking of ideas so they do make bigger ones i just don't know how well that would work because like most Mercedes that it's for um, run like 20 or 21 inch wheels. Whereas I don't. So I don't know how well that would work in space. Right. Yeah. Uh, like they have like an AMG GTR um, uh, front, front brake deflector that yeah, are like yeah, yeah. ginormous. But they're also $260. So I don't want to like, oh, I'm just going to buy this on a whim and then not fit. And then I'm like, well, I already attempted to put it on. So who the hell am I going to sell this to? Yeah. No one. Yeah. <laughs> no one. No one's got GTRs that you know. Right. So. Right. right. Well, Cal might want them. <laughs> he, he could maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like. You know, that would be my only person I could sell that to. Here's what you say. Here's what you say. Listen, Cal. <laughs> I'm going to buy these dumbass fucking looking banana peel uh-huh. brake dust deflectors. Uh-huh. If they don't fit or they don't work or they drag the fuck along at Watkins Glen, you're going to buy them off me, right? For half off. For half off. Because <laughs> half of it's going to be ground down. Right. <laughs> are they made? What are they? I bet you they're made out of like carbon or something. Uh, they do make carbon ones. Jesus. But the ones, I, the ones I mentioned were not carbon. The carbon ones are like $1,000. Uh, so no thank what you. What a no. fucking waste! Like, yeah, well, that's like know. the that area gets just destroyed. Like the underside of my Civic is just zip ties and hopes and dreams. 
like around that area everything ripped off underneath there like i need to actually tracking and stuff zip tie some of the because there's like little uh the undercarriage uh panels there's like on the edges on the leading edges there's like some that are starting to like flap over oh i just need to um put some zip ties through that yeah my car is is every under panel piece has broken off or fallen off or disappeared or got stolen (laughs) you know like (laughs) not much left under there so uh definitely if i ever get the chance i'd like to replace those but i know they're just gonna get destroyed anyways so yeah fender liners gone like all fucked up oh you don't have any fender liners no i have fender liners but like the front half are just chewed up and gone Uh. oh yeah so but i don't really care yeah i feel like having the under panel trays helps with arrow but then i'm like eh do i want it to fucking fall off again not really also it's harder to work on like the thing that i ran into was like okay if something stops working it's like a pain in the ass to fucking take apart yeah like on my car the frame rails are hidden by the uh by the under tray or under panel trays on the side. Yeah. So in order to actually access that and put a jack stand under it, I would have to remove all that somehow uh, with the jack pads, like without putting, you know, a jack stand underneath of it. So it's annoying. So yeah, I know what you mean. It's not ideal. Well, just don't do uh, what some people do and start jacking up on the floor. Oh, no, no, no. I'm good. Yeah. I'm dent good. into it. <laughs> seen that before. Idiots. Uh, yeah, no. Um, excited for that. Um, what else is there to talk about? Oh well, Bristol NASCAR. They did Bristol Dirt. I'm sure you did not watch any of it. Fuck no, bro. It was really fun to watch. I gotta say, like, I don't. I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan, but I'll watch it if I think it's interesting. Uh This was pretty. This was really good racing. I mean, like they were going like three, four wide in the dirt. So what made it interesting just because it's on that surface and it's more unpredictable? Absolutely. Um, and it levels the playing field. Right. Think like of it as like racing F1 in the rain. In the rain. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, and, and you'll get some guys that are really good at dirt and some guys who have no idea what they're doing on dirt. Um, I feel like most of them probably came from dirt racing at some point. No, but I guess maybe not. Excuse me. I'm like falling asleep over here. We're doing it so late because Ben wanted to do it at nine. <laughs> he did what he did. Then he fucking dipped, bro. <laughs> Yo, he That's got my bedtime. Yo, he's like, oh, Starbucks, gotta go. Uh-huh. Um, he played us. Oh, he did. It, it was at Bristol. So I don't know if you know Bristol. It's a small little mile, mile track, maybe. I don't know. But small track, and they put dirt around it. And uh, it was really interesting. I mean, a lot of fucking wrecks. I figure that, yeah. A lot of crashes, but uh, I I find it really interesting because it's a side of the sport, or it's a side of racing that takes a lot of skill, and, um, you know, I can appreciate it. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is. I can always appreciate someone being good at something. So, do you know for tired what the fuck they're running? Are they running special compound for that, or are they just running whatever the fuck they run? Oh, they're not running slicks. I mean, if that's what you're asking. No, they're running. Yeah, I don't know. I would be, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if Goodyear, who's their big tire sponsor, like Uh the whole series, probably created some sort of dirt setup because they do outlaw tires, I'm sure, dirt tires. Right. So they probably just created something that fits around the 18 inch wheel that they run. Mm. 
But it it's just, you know, you're watching NASCARs try to do a dirt oval. It's very fun to watch. Do they even need like uh, like pit ends and stuff like that? Since I imagine so, it probably doesn't wear their tires all that much. So yeah, so it's good. It's interesting you mentioned that. So they do it in stages uh-huh. because the track gets messed up and they have to grade the track. That's just dirt mm. racing in general. Right. So during those breaks when they fix the track, mm-hmm. they do the tire changes and the gas stops. Oh, uh, okay. okay. But other than that, no, they really don't need to change their tires because they just they don't wear out very much. Right. So And uh, how long does these races go for? Two hours, maybe. Two hours. Two and a half hours. It was, I mean, it, but it was really interesting. Like, I, I personally don't find NASCAR all that interesting in terms yeah. of, like, the, the oval stuff, like the same old cookie cutter tracks, unless it's, like, Daytona or Talladega or something. Um, but this, this had me hooked. I mean, I watched the whole thing. I thought it was really fun to watch. Um, yeah. I feel like this sort of like, uh, uh, style is like action packed, like constantly, like it's something happening all the fucking time. Yeah. And and it's what you need to keep a sport alive because let's be real here. NASCAR has been declining since the mid two thousands. Yeah. And they 100%. need, they need all the help they can get. And I think they're trying to lure and attract younger audiences like yourself and maybe me because mm-hmm. they're, they're, their demographic right now is your dad's age, right? Right. You know, 50, 60, 70 year olds, and they're going to be gone soon. And what are they going to do? Yeah. No one's into cars anymore. So they have to make it more interesting. And I think that was one of the, the big pushes on, you know, now adding road courses and dirt tracks and you know, yeah. different style racing to make it interesting because there's only so many, you know, mile and a half ovals I can take and people. Can yeah. Take. So speaking of that, uh, of old people phasing out, um, electric cars, uh, and, uh, electric cars getting banned from a lot of more tracks. It seems like, uh, how do you feel about that? You know, um, I have a, love and hate. some hybrids too, which is, I, I have a love hate with the electric car. Yeah. And here, here's my reasoning. I get the need for an electric car. You know, if you live in the city, it makes very, you know, reasonable sense. You don't go very far or, you know, you have a low commute. It, it's a perfect little get around vehicle, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's the solution for our problems. And I think it's been over dramatized that the, gasoline engine has killed the planet i I think that's irrational and very dumb because a not everybody's going to be able to afford an electric car Mm -hmm. and b the most important thing is i don't think our infrastructure will ever be able to handle it in its current configuration meaning our power grid yeah i mean no i agree Um... and, and i think they're they're making this whole thing you know oh electricity is the way to go and all these companies are dropping billions of dollars to innovate we're we're canceling this we're we're never making you know ICEs anymore um and i think there's going to be a point where people are going to have all these electric cars but they're not going to be able to charge them and then or or fix them you know and let's not forget that you know when you have a cell phone after 3 years what happens to the battery uh it depletes exactly and these batteries are really expensive yeah you know like that like when you buy a a a a power drill right a fancy power drill right the tool might be 80 90 100 bucks 
the battery is probably the same price. Yeah. And that's that's what we're getting at with these cars. You know, people are getting these quotes to to play replace their Tesla batteries at twenty five grand. Right. The whole new total it. Totally. And now yeah. all that waste, which mind you, batteries are horrible for the environment. Yep. Are now just gonna be sitting in a landfill. And we're no better where no better off than when we started this whole fucking, you know, electric car stuff. Yeah, I mean they're still mining for specific uh, you know, ores and all that other it's bullshit. So bad. Um so that's still not helping literally anything. No. Um but uh, I did see more information about like Porsche synthetic gas. I think that's cool. Um, and I think that could be the way. It's just uh, right now doing it that way is obviously really expensive. Um, but I like, you know, it's synthetic. I mean, there's a lot of synthetic things we use today uh, in replacement of other items. Like corn so, syrup ruining right. all the children. um but yeah i mean synthetic i think would be more ideal and it would still keep everyone's gas cars and all that other other fun stuff so yeah i i mean like how the fuck are you gonna tow a race car with an electric pickup truck right because you're gonna have a, a, a tow range of like 50 miles there's there's this article that that some guy did of him trying to tow like a trailer with his lightning. Yeah, and, like he had to stop like fifteen times or something. Yeah, I you mean know? it doesn't make sense. Plus, like the weight of these vehicles, they just wear everything faster. Oh Tires yeah, wear faster. Shocks I mean, wear faster. Everything wears faster. So I watched a video on the new BMW XM, which is their flagship m product right now god bmw has just taken a nosedive with all these fucking it's just like mercedes there's so many like variants of models it makes no fucking sense i remember the days when you walked into a bmw (laughs) dealership and there was like five cars in there right it was Uh, simple yeah a three series a five series an x5 maybe an x3 and a z3 or z4 Yep. Now it's like X4, X5, X7. Like uh, yep. and then there's the M variant. X2. Yeah. Yeah. X1, which yep. is that little yeah, that little shit box. X yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. I've owned my fair share of BMWs and I used to be a huge BMW fan. Like I love that brand to the core. But I would say since about 2018 They've kind of lost me. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's the styling, which has gotten. I mean, I think everybody can agree, outrageous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. And and all their cars are now heavier, and the, you know the ultimate driving machine. I feel like has been lost with obesity, right? It's like these cars are heavy. They're big so they have to drive on these really wide tires which cost a lot of money so the brakes go because they're four thousand pounds and right it's just a never-ending cycle yeah i mean honestly i would say the last like true m car like m3 for reference uh is probably like the e46 like that was like the pinnacle of like m3 now i love the e90 and the e92 um but um you know that's kind of where they started straying off 
And then I love the F80. Don't get me wrong. But it's just not what the E46 is or whatever. Now, when they made the M2, great. Like, that was a perfect size. Like, first that generation M2. Love that car. F87, not this yeah. one. The new one. Fuck that one. Um, yeah, that was like perfect size, perfect power plant. With it looks good. It looks good. It sounded good. Not the comp. The comp sounded like shit. Um, yeah, that was like the 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 BMW, right? There was a point where I almost bought an M2. Yeah, um, me too. I was I was actually thinking this was like COVID time, so everything was fucking taking a dive. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and there were like M2s for that could be had for like mid thirties. Like yeah, and back then they were still relatively new, so like a twenty eighteen, so like an LCI. Yeah. But still an N55 one. I didn't want to comp. And I thought about it for a little bit. I'm like, this would be a great daily driver, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I turned it down. Now these things are 50 again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I feel like we have this conversation every fucking time. But it's like, could have, should have, would have. But, I mean, I think the M2 is the last BMW that I actually like. Yeah. Um, the G80, apart from the CSL which is, I don't really count that as a normal M car because that car is just so much different than the normal M3 and M4. Mm-hmm. I, I Like, I've driven a CSL. It was an amazing experience. Like, yeah. the car is outrageous, but it's $150,000. It better be. Right, right. You know, like, that's not a that's not a normal M car. Right, right, um, right. But, like, the G80, the looks, I, I can't get over the walrus front. <laughs> yes, the you know? front is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, the blinds, whatever people call it, I don't care. It's ugly. The back's pretty good, though. Right. The back's pretty good. Now, so you would have thought that BMW would have learned their lesson with the M2. Like, all right, maybe we make it a little smaller, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so the front, it's okay. It's just like two square openings in the front. Mm -hmm. But the rear, so... But then they they did the exact opposite. They were like, oh, well, let's fuck up the rear this time. (laughs) <laughs> the rear i swear to god looks like a fucking general wart it's just disgusting <laughs> it, like it fucking is horrible i mean the, the the back reminds me of just like i don't even know like a gta car where like they try to like make it look like 10 different cars so yeah. like they can't get yeah. sued that's what i'm thinking when i look at that car i'm like yo i drove that in gta 5 like 13 years ago the fuck yeah. out of here bmw and they shit. It's heavier, and they made the well, the wheelbase longer, which that's fine. But like, how are you gonna make it like two, three hundred pounds high heavier? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yo, that video that Throttle House did about it, I watched yeah. it, and they dogged on the manual transmission. They were like, "This is rubbery. <laughs> it doesn't shift well." You know, it, it doesn't suit the engine, and that's exactly right because that engine is all digital. And yeah. I think, you know, trying to set up your fucking, you know, uh, eight track player to your brand new sound system, it's not going to work very well. Yeah. And I think that's why the manual doesn't really work too well with the new S58, because that engine's designed to be in power no matter yeah. what. When you're in a manual, when you, you know, change gears, you're out of power. You know, you're yeah. not building boost. And that changes the characteristics of that engine. You know, now it's it's not the same and i think it lost some of its rawness that the old m2 had the old m2 was a it was a you know a not a difficult car to drive but it was you know it moved around a lot because it was so short yeah so this one they made it wire they made it 
more easy to drive in someone's hands who maybe has never been on the track or isn't as experienced. Um, but again, but it's, it's like 3,900 pounds, though. Yo, that, that's, that's a heavy fucking that's car, That's fucking bro. heavy. <laughs> that's well, heavier than most crossovers now. I thought my Camaro was heavy at 4,000 yeah. pounds, but not everything's that weight. Right. I mean, like, shit. 3,900 pounds for a 2 Series? That's just... Oh, man. The XM? How much do you think the XM weighs? Oh, I'm going to say almost 5,000 pounds. 6,200. God! (laughs) Most expensive BMW, and it's not much faster. I don't think it's any faster than the X5M. I, I, I really don't think that... I don't know what you would be buying other than just to, you know, stunt on your daddies. I mean, know. I feel like majority of people that are going to buy that is that's exactly the reason why they're going to buy that. Yeah. Just stunting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. BMW. If anybody listens to this that works at BMW, please just bring back, you know, not even a light car, just like something that's in like the 3,500 pound range. Doesn't have to have all that fucking luxuries and electronics. You know, a manual transmission and put, you know, some time into the chassis engineering done and make it under $70,000 because no one can afford this $100,000 M3 shit. You know, those cars used to be attainable. Now, $100,000 for an M3. Yeah. um, The trajectory of like car prices, but like I don't see a trajectory in like salaries. It doesn't make much sense to me. No, no, no like, one's making any more money. Right, but, but the some, car prices are going somehow, through the fucking roof. Yeah, somehow an M three went from starting price of sixty five seventy right to ninety right, and no one gets the ninety thousand dollar M three unless you know you're building it. Right, there are all these loaded models, and now it has all wheel drive, which I guess is nice if you live in like colder climates. Like here, you know, if you can get over the looks and stuff, I'm sure it's a fun daily. Yeah. But that's not what that BMW was about, you know. No. So Mercedes, I am concerned with their C sixty three, that new one with the four cylinder hybrid bullshit. Yo, let's not yo, that what? four cylinder though. Let's not play the four four hundred and sixty no, horsepower no, 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 no. crank. That shit is crazy. I'm not listen, I'm not dogging on the technology because there is some fucking voodoo going on, wizard greed and shit. Yeah. But I am a true believer that there is not much better than a naturally aspirated or turboed V8. I'm just that that's just my opinion. I think V8s just there's yeah. nothing like them. That's what Mercedes AMG was known for. Their muscle almost car. Mu- muscle carish attitude yeah. uh and their brutish style of hammering the performance. Yeah. Um the four cylinder I not only are you losing that? Whether or not it's this, it's going to be faster. There's no, you know, they've already yeah. said it's going to be faster, but it loses that character. Yeah, and I think to me that's why I wouldn't buy it. But and it and it's five thousand pounds. Let's not forget that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's heavy. Just like I feel like everything is just getting <laughs> heavier and heavier. So we just can't win. Everything's getting heavier and more expensive. No, you won't need Aerodisc to fucking cook your fucking calories no, on that you thing. Just fucking break normally. Yeah. Uh shit. Okay, this this is a good point. You think at a certain point 
manufacturers are going to have to start running more, even more aggressive pads. Like, so we're going to be in the territory of like, they're running damn near track pads to stop these fucking cars because they're getting fucking so heavy. You're going to, so, so by, by 2045, everybody, everybody is going to be awake at like 4 a.m. Because everybody's brakes are going to be fucking ceramic brakes. Everybody's just going to have ceramic metal brake pads. And it's just going to be screeching. Uh huh. You know, like imagine sitting in traffic and all here is uh, uh, like hundreds of cars. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do to stop 5,000 pounds or 6,000 yeah. pounds or whatever. I get it. You know, they'll probably just keep making the wheels bigger and then the brakes even bigger. And then, you know, people will be rolling on 25s or 26s. Be driving donks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's going to be full circle. I mean, like, I'm still amazed that you can fit a fucking 285 on a Honda Civic. Like, what the hell? Right? Right. Like, I thought my car was chunky. But it's fucking lightweight these days. Well, it's not. It wasn't. Your car's not heavy. It's like, what, 3,100 pounds? 3,100. So. Yeah. I mean, that's light in today's world. Even when that came out, that was light. I know. The new one's a little heavier, I think. The new one's like thirty-two fifty or something like that. Well, I know you saw that race where they raced the FK eight versus the FL five and the FK eight one, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw. That. <laughs> I was so confused. I, I honestly, I felt really bad because like Honda got dogged right there, like just totally fucking put on blast right then and there. So my thing is like, did they not do that themselves and figure out? Yep, the old one's faster. I think Honda's actually doing something that no other fucking car company is willing to do. <clears throat> BMW. <laughs> they're not building the car to be faster than the last one. Mm-hmm. They're building it to be better than the last one as a full package. So, did they stuff a twin turbo? Uh, they didn't have to V6? do that. <laughs> no. What they did is they perfected the recipe of what they're very good at which is a complete package whereas bmw is like or mercedes and audi most car manufacturers like straight line speed it's all the fucking matters bigger engine bigger turbos uh you know add more uh, tech inside it so it keeps us from getting sued when the kids run off the roads and we're good Mm -hmm. uh honda did it in sort of the mitsubishi evolution style where they just keep progressively updating the car because the fl5 you pull off the nice body it's an f it's the same thing yeah Yeah. well i mean they did what uh nissan's been doing with the 370 and the gtr just uh okay putting a a new body on it and i'm I'm, calling it i'm gonna stop you right there because (laughs) the 370 (laughs) should have died a long 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 time ago yeah they they had like a good couple years with the nismo and then they got rid of the one with like the big wing and like the yep. one that was like the track one. And they went to like that, I don't know, goofy one that was like, oh, it's Nismo. And it really didn't like do anything. The subtle styling and smaller, smaller aero. wheels and the, the yeah. red accents yep. that made it look like a lipstick. Um, so my friend drove one uh, on my the- stepmom has one. Oh, oh well, I'm very sorry. <laughs> she loves it. Oh, well, she well, for her. Yeah. You know what? It's a great engine and it's a yeah. great platform. You can make it a good car, but you know, right. 
350 Z Nismo, like Ben jizzes over that car for a reason. It's like a good car. Like it was yeah. set up well. And then I made it for one year. Two years, 07. Two years, 07. Okay, okay. Yeah. The 370 Nismo is like, I don't know, like, um, okay. The, the, the 350 Nismo is like the NFL. The 370 Nismo is like the USFL, which is like the fucking, you know, secondary team that plays right. over the summer. It just doesn't work. And and then let's talk about the GTR, which, granted, is still a very capable car. Yeah, hundred percent. And they've and they have fixed a lot of the problems. Like from the beginning, they made it much faster. But the issue I have with the GTR, never it mind started the weight. In- oh nine oh oh seven oh eight oh seven okay oh eight yeah oh i was it might in, have been oh eight or 09. i was in I middle know. school when the car came out yeah and, and you know it's the same fucking car today as it was back then i i i think the problem i have with it is that they they think that they can get away with charging a hundred something thousand dollars for a what 12 13 year old car uh-huh you know like people still pay that shit too it and it's not even like the old ones like an 0708 is probably still 50 60 grand yeah oh let's see it uh debuted uh december 2007 yeah I, I figured it was around that well that was production i guess model years were 2009 to present so, so um i had a buddy who had one i drove it for a decent amount of time I, I think they drive really fun. Like they're they're weird. Have you driven a GTR before? No. Okay, so I've been in a GTR before, but I haven't driven. They one. they drive very different than a normal car. I know that sounds weird, but let me get to it. So the GTR. Hold on, hold on. before you start that, I'm gonna say uh, the GTR was the first uh, overweight sports car. Go ahead. Absolutely. And that goes back to like the R32, which, you know, it was a big boy. Um, The car, in a sense, this is going to sound weird, but it drives you. That makes sense. And and I don't mean like it has autopilot, like Tesla's bullshit. When you're steering, when you're giving it gas, when you're doing, you know, stuff, it's doing all this wizardry with the computers, the diffs, moving power in places. Like you can feel it in your butt, like where the power is being distributed. Right. And it's doing just things that are just for a 4,000 pound luxury boat, which is what yeah. it really is. Luxury coupe. It's just pulling off these corner, you know, speeds that are just ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah. it, like it blew me away. I was like, what the heck is going on here? Because, you know, we've driven Evos, I've driven STIs, and they sort of do that, but mm-hmm. it's still light enough where you, you can kind of drive it like a front-wheel drive car to a degree. Yeah. Um, GTR, though, what a beast. I mean, like, it just, to me, the thing that get other than it's just straight-line speed, yeah. is it's corner exit speeds. Like, you can kind of, because the car is heavy, so, like, it'll understeer, it'll tend to plow. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to be light with it in to corner entry so you know you go kind of slow and then midway through the corner just fucking plant it and let the car take care of the rest it'll drag itself out of it like uh it's just crazy i'm surprised i don't see more at the track i feel like that just would just be such a good street gt car if you can just reduce a little bit of weight like that I, would be the car i to think do. yeah i mean i think they're just too heavy and 
they, I mean, they are track cars. There's a lot of them on the track, but you yeah, see them no. more in drag strips now these days. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't want to say I don't see them at the track because I do, uh, but I feel like they're in more higher level classes uh, where in somewhat of a stock form. I mean, think about what's in Street DT. You got the Camaro and, and all that other bullshit, right? They're also very heavy. So, you know, they're both equally heavy, but, you know, one has the technology, you know, from, you know, 2009. But, I mean, it's still great technology, double wishbone suspension, whatever. So it's an optimal package. It's just I just don't see it that often as much as I thought I would. I think it also is the people who would track a GTR have the money and would just buy a GT3. And that's what they do. Fair. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Because like you and I would buy a GTR if we could and we track it. Right. But that's because we can't afford the GTR and we can't afford a GT3. Yeah. The people who can buy a GTR could probably afford a GT3. Yeah. I mean, the consumables on that GTR are probably more. astronomical. Yeah. Way more. <laughs> You yeah. probably go through brakes every. Oh night. my! And Dude, those brakes are expensive. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I, and like diff services and 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 sensors, right? And, and just shit. I mean, there's so much stuff. Like I said, it's all electronic. So yeah. I mean, you can imagine how many goddamn yaw sensors and stuff is going on. But I, I mean, I love GTRs. Like a good like titanium exhaust on those things. They sound good. TEs yeah. on it. Tees on anything, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I want to buy tees for the uh, Acura, but I don't do know. It. I I live in New England, you, dude. One bump, dude. The fucking thing will just break right off. No, no, no. I won't break. Tees are strong. Um. Okay, so we have to get back to our our point because yeah, we went on we'll a wrap tangent here. Uh, so anyway, electric cars, uh, track, uh, oh, future. Fuck. Forgot about this. But yeah, that's where we fucking started, and then we just—I don't know how, how we, we heard. Transitioned. We heard wait, and then it just yeah. went straight to BMW. <laughs> uh, um, here we go, electric cars. Yeah, on the track. Yep. We've we raced against a few Teslas. Yeah, even though I don't think they should be in street class, they but, should okay. not be in street class. Those things are like ridiculously- well, certain models should not yeah. be in street class dual motors, yeah. Uh, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I think they are a, a danger to the track. I mean, there's there's there is a reason why insurance companies will not let electric cars out on the track, and it's because if a fire starts in an electric car, it is very 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 difficult to put out. Um, because yeah. the way the battery packs are, they're in compartmentalized cells mm-hmm. and those cells ignite each other. So that just keeps going and going and going for hours. Yeah. And it, it, because it's an electrical fire, you have to use special um, chemicals to put it out. Yeah. You have to use like a foam or something. So. Yeah. I've seen like uh, to put it out, people like just submerge the whole car in like a vat of water or whatever chemical and that's like the easiest way to do it um but you, then you would have to have like a crane available yeah, yeah they gotta to put a the swimming pool they're gonna yeah. put a swimming pool in every single racetrack right in the middle <laughs> and if, you're, if your tesla catches on fire you just throw you gotta, it in there you, you gotta just drive <laughs> that right into it yeah and that's not even honestly like i mean it could still be on fire even if you put it in the water so 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, they have to, um, so firefighters, so on all electric cars, there's a spot on the yep. car that shows where to cut the main power cable. Yeah. Imagine being on the track, you smell a little burning, you get out. Do you think the corner worker is going to have one of those fucking rotary saws, those gigantic nope. rotary saws with them? All right, hold on. Let me just go out there and, and no. So, and not to mention, like, I just don't think other than a Tesla, which people will figure out how to get to the track safely. I mean, and we yeah. saw a lot of those crash. Remember, the, the brakes would give out because they were so heavy. Yep. You know, there was a ton of videos for those. Um, I just don't think they're ready. Like, I, I don't see another car company going, like a Mach-E. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't see those. Um, no. But as uh, electrification continues, uh, eventually the tracks will need to uh, invest or train personnel in order to, you know, uh, fight these issues because it's not going anywhere, unfortunately. Um, and even if it's not full electric, you still have almost every car nowadays coming with some sort of hybrid system, which has electric motors and batteries and et cetera. Not to mention where the hell are you going to charge it? If you're, if your track doesn't have superchargers, right. if you're a Tesla or, or a charger, you're running off what a, a one twenty if you're lucky, right? Or just a regular good old or, house right. jack. Yeah, the generator. Take, that could take fucking hours. I mean, how did yeah. the guys that that race them do it? Would they have a generator? Uh, I don't know how they do. I mean, I know some people. If there's no like fast chargers, they'll go to wherever near station to try to fast charge it there, and then drive the car back, and then race track, and then go back out. It's a whole thing. It's a whole oh, process. That blows. Yeah, it does blow. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. To but, me, that's no fun. Yeah, no fun. And uh, I know Summit Point just banned the electric cars, um, which is interesting. I'm, I'm actually um, gonna look up. Does Watkins Glen allow electric? That's cars? a good question. I want to look this up. Uh, uh, it doesn't say. Well, I assume um, it probably is allowed. Probably until something happens. If something happens where uh, electrical fire starts, it's probably going to be one of those situations where it's like, okay, now we ban it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, one one thing that I will say is, you know, it's, it, you know, not only is it a concern when you see an electric car go out there, but also it's like, is, is, if it does happen, like, does everybody, mm -hmm. is everybody else aware of like how, you know, what could possibly happen with an electric car? And I, I, I don't think people realize they just look at it as like, oh, it's just a car. Like it's, you know. Right. They don't realize until it happens. Yeah. Because that car will probably be on fire for a very long time. And that Days. will probably cut, cut the, the, the track event, whatever track event um, down tremendously. Cause I don't know how they're going to move it if it's on fire. It's a five thousand pound, uh, right, smoldering brick, right, fire starter. So, I mean, that's yeah. I don't, I don't know how that gets moved. So, um, that's always interesting to think about. Um, so, well, I don't know things to think about. Thoughts, 
for electric cars. Um, but for hybrid cars, I feel like it might be a little different because the batteries are a lot smaller. So it might not be as big of an issue if it does catch fire. Like, I mean, it's going to obviously uh, last longer than a typical fire, but it won't be that much longer. But I don't know. I think I think also the way they use the electrification on a on a supercar hypercar like that yeah. is in short bursts. I, they're not right. solely running on the electricity, so it's probably not nearly as much power going through it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, most of these supercars or hypercars are now normal cars. Uh, their electric range for hybrid are like ten miles. Yeah, it's just like, to say that they yeah, can do it's it. It's just to say that they do it. Ever gonna use it? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, we can drive on electric uh, only power for, for ten four miles. Mi- yeah, for right. five miles. <laughs> My McLaren P1 is good for the environment. Right. So yeah. Oh, one last thing before we go. Did you see that that guy bought that flooded P1? Oh, Tavares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, I so did. I watched the video, the first video of him like taking it apart. Today, yeah, yeah, it's surprisingly a lot easier to work on than I expected. Like the body panels come off pretty. Did you see easily. how much dirt was in it? Oh yeah. Now, do I agree why he bought it? Fuck no. Hell, not for the price he paid. I was like, why? What did he pay? What did he pay? Uh, I want to say he bought it for like five, six hundred thousand or some shit like that. Fuck. Yeah. Now, I know initially he wanted to buy it before someone else bought it, and then he bought it from that person for like two hundred or three hundred thousand or something along those lines. Uh, but I know he paid a lot of fucking money for it. I just um, don't I don't lot, see lot, a lot of money yeah, I said a lot of more money than he should have. I just my thing about it is I don't see how he can fix it because where the hell are you getting parts for a P1? McLaren. That's really the only place you can So get he's going to have to call every day and be like, I need this. I mean, like the whole back portion, like where the lights are, was all messed up. Yep. Like, do they make those parts anymore? Who the hell knows? This car's seven or eight years old at this point. I'm sure they do. Uh, and, you know, YouTube is a weird world where, you know, you can make back bad investments that we think are bad. Um you know, oh, he's gonna make money on it. Oh, he's gonna make money because people are gonna watch it, like you and yep. I. And he just got our money right there. Yep. So plus, it's gonna be like fifty fucking part series. Like it has oh, to be because there's it, yeah everything's fucked up on that car except for the wiring harness, which is nice. But I can't believe that, dude. I, right. I cannot believe that. But I mean, yeah, it's got like hydraulics for the fucking wing and all that shit. Yep. I just I, I'm thinking about like the interior everything in that's broken oh it probably smells so fucking bad. yo it probably smells like fucking just <laughs> i don't even know what <laughs> i don't even want to go there <laughs> fucking the inside of a fucking gym bag after a mm-hmm. 90 degree day <laughs> yeah uh i don't get it but you know more power to him if he's able to do it cool but at that point you might as well just buy a, a used uh, example probably be the same amount of money but you don't get the youtube videos from it so i get it i wouldn't have fucking done it but that's just me yeah but you wouldn't you wouldn't take risks with 500 g's you just invest it 
Yeah, if I have five hundred thousand dollars, yep, mm-hmm, probably. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> but Maybe all right, I'd buy one car. I'd buy one car. I'd probably buy a GT three or something. If you have five hundred thousand, yeah, and then invest the rest. Yeah, I think I would buy my uh, my Viper ACR. Okay, I would, I'd take that too. I would do that. Yeah, uh, those are just rising in value anyway. Wow! So we did a full episode with car stuff. I know. Can you believe that? Yeah, we An hour. Lynn. Lynn is we fucking. Lynn. He is on watch, people. Yeah. All right, he's gonna have to deserve a reason to get back on this podcast. He's gonna get replaced soon. Yeah, by Luke. <laughs> see you later. All right, see ya.